What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. Yo, 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 what is good, people? I'm back with another podcast. And today, you see the title, we're going to be talking about gossip and slander. Um, This is just something that the Lord gave me, and I really just want to talk about it and address it. And I just want to be very frank with everyone. I'm going to be very transparent about my journey with this thing. Um, If you look at my podcast, the name of it is called Christ Convo, but the summary of it is, it's very short, it's one sentence, and it says, a young man being transparent about his journey with Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, I don't tell all of my business on this podcast, but I do believe in being transparent. And the reason why why I'm going to be transparent, especially with this topic, is because if we don't call it like it is with this, with gossip, with slander, then we are going to demean the effect that it really has on God's church, because this this is a problem. This is an issue. So, We're going to deal with this. Hello, everyone. My name is Jesse, and I used to struggle with gossip. I used to struggle with slander. But thanks be to God that he shifted me into a better person. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. And I'm going to be reading through the Amplified Version. And so it says, these six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are repulsive to him. And so just to clarify, the word repulsive, it means sickening. Like it makes you want to throw up. If you ate some food and it was repulsive, it makes you want to regurgitate. So these are there are six things that God hates and there are seven things that are repulsive to him. Seven things that make him sick. So we got to verse 17 now. A proud look the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that creates wicked plans, feet that run swiftly to evil. And verse 19 is what we'll be focusing on today. A false witness who breathes out lies, even half truths, and one who spreads discord, in parentheses, rumors among brothers. Jesus. So all of these things are repulsive and six of these things the Lord hates. I want to put a pin and I just want to talk about something real quick. God is love, but he hates things. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because in Romans, um, the Bible says love must be sincere, hating what is evil. So there's this concept that the world has created. Spread love. Don't hate. That's not a biblical principle. You're not supposed to hate people, but there is a form of godly hatred that is correlated to godly love. And so this is just a reminder. We are not to let the world define things that are created outside of it. Amen. Amen. We're going back to the topic. So I used to struggle with gossip. I'm just going to tell my story. Um, There were times where people just frustrated me. Um, there were times where I was annoyed. 
There were times where I wasn't even annoyed or I wasn't even frustrated with anyone, but I just liked being in people's business. Um, and what, what I'm reminded of is the scripture, I believe it's in First Thessalonians, that it says, each of you must live a quiet life and mind your own affairs. And so I think the best way to really confront this gossip and slander issue, I think we really have to start by confronting ourselves. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to conduct introspection and surgery in our hearts, right? So for me, this is how it looked for me to confront gossip and slander in my life. The Lord sat me down and he asked me, he said, so we're going we're gonna to deal with this. And I said, Lord, like this is something that I deal with. There's slander in my heart. There's gossip in my heart. And I want to confront it. So he's told me to start asking questions about why I did it, right? So not this is the thing. It's one thing to do something. It's another thing to enjoy it. Now we're getting deep. It's one thing to gossip. It's another thing to get a thrill out of it. It's another thing to enjoy it, right? So I had to ask myself, Jesse, why do you enjoy hearing other people's business? Why do you enjoy hearing other people's faults? Why do you enjoy seeing other people's faults or deficiencies exposed? Why do you get mad when your sober friend cuts off a conversation that's leading into gossip? Oh, gosh, we're not going to be honest in here today. Why do you get mad when somebody says we're not going to talk about another person, but there's something in you that wants to continue? It, is it because you don't have anything going for you? Is it because right now you're being unproductive in your life and you don't have time for anything else? Is it because you're insecure and gossiping makes you feel powerful? Is it because you are able to point at other people's deficiencies so it makes you feel better about yourself simply because your deficiencies aren't being highlighted, at least that you know of. And so one thing I noticed is, is the Lord reminded me of the simple scripture that you reap what you sow. And I was like, my God. And so one day I just sat down and I'm like, dang, are people talking about me? Are people speaking of me? in the way that I've spoken about others. We all know the scripture, do do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? But like, do we really do that? Especially when it comes to this, because I think we have to make sure that we look at gossip like we would look at any other sin. The, the problem with gossip and why it's not really dealt with or confronted in the way that it needs to be in the church is because we don't look at gossip the same way we look at smoking weed. We don't look at gossip the same way we look at going to the club. We don't look at gossip the same way we look at fornication or stealing or cursing someone out or slapping somebody in the face, right? We don't look at gossip that way. We, we, we excuse it and, and we cover it up by saying that we're venting to people. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that if something frustrates you, you can't tell your friends at all. But I think the question is, is what is the intent of you telling your friends? What is the what is the motive? Right. You there's nothing wrong with voicing your frustrations like, OK, this situation occurred. I'm frustrated. So now does this now become a does this now become a shooting range? where you target someone, and I use that word intentionally because that's essentially what you do when you gossip. That's essentially what you do when you slander. You're drawing your weapons towards someone, right? And so are we gonna, are you, are you, are you telling this to target someone 
or are you asking for a solution on how to deal with the situation? Because what I noticed in my life, and I can't speak for everyone else, but what I noticed was is when I called people and I decided to vent about something that frustrated me, frustrated me, whether if it were an individual or a group or whatever, there was not a solution that was stated. It was simply me explaining how I was frustrated and why I didn't like what the person had done. But there was no there was no fruit. There was no progression. There was no prod there was no productivity to solve the situation. All I did was essentially highlight the deficiencies of something or someone and that's it. And so my question was like, what's the point of this? And the Lord really showed me and he put me in a sober, he put me in a very sober mindset, right? The Bible calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. So the difference between God and the devil, both point out your mistakes, both, both point out your flaws. The only difference is that the devil accuses you, but God, he, he provokes you to a higher standard. He provokes you to a solution. He, I'm sorry. He provokes you to the solution, which is Jesus Christ. So you have to ask yourself. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with looking at somebody's flaws. There's nothing wrong at saying, "Hey, I feel like you need to work on that." Right? The Bible says, "Open rebuke is better than secret love." So rebuke is necessary. Correction is necessary. Right? But the question is: Is the highlight of somebody's deficiency and the highlight of somebody's flaw? What is the point of it? Are you just accusing them? Because if that's the case, you are being influenced by the demonic. But if you are highlighting somebody's deficiency or area of weakness, but you're, you're, you're showing them that to provoke them to look more like Christ, now we're getting somewhere. Right? Amen? So one thing about gossip that the Lord showed me as well is, and I'm going to get into more scripture. But one thing about gossip and slander that the Lord showed me was, oh, well, this is more so slander. Um, when it comes to slander, the Lord told me, he said, you have to repent um, because you slandered an individual, da, 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 right? And I told the Lord, I said, what? Like, I didn't even say anything. And he said, your mouth didn't say it, but your heart did. And I began to think of... Um, Mm, yes, Lord. I began to think of the scripture where Jesus said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So we all remember the story of David when he got anointed by uh, Samuel to be king. And uh, the prophet Samuel, he went to uh, David's older brother, Eliab, and said, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Right. And so then he, he obviously realizes that that's not the one that the Lord anointed and he goes to David and then the Lord says to Samuel man looks at the outward but God looks at the inward so me that that even that even goes for me because I am a man not just a man as a gender but I'm man as a human being and I look at the outward when God looks at the inward when God looks at the heart posture so I told the Lord I said Lord I'm not I'm not slandering them because I didn't say their name but he said but you slander them with your heart your heart spoke volume to me. Your heart spoke it already. I said, what? He said, you know those times where you like to vent about certain flaws that frustrate you and you don't say the name of the individual and you have conversations with people and they don't even know who you're talking about. But I know. I said, wow, you're confronting me like that. It's like that. It really is. When, when you say certain things 
And even when you're in the midst of conversation and the, and the thing is, is your soul is loud because you're frustrated and you're annoyed. And really, honestly, you might need to just go confront it because the Bible says if you have an art against your brother, my God, to go to them. Matter of fact, it says leave your gift at the altar until you reconcile. Oh, Jesus. So even now we're looking and we're realizing that gossip uh, and slander could literally just be a fruit of an art that you have with an individual that you refuse to confront. Oh, Jesus is holy. So I realize I'm like, Lord, wow. So I could I could gossip and I can slander without even opening my mouth because it's a heart posture. He's not just after my actions. He's after my heart. So even though I didn't say the individual's name, even though I didn't say what happened specifically and I didn't expose the situation verbally with my heart, I still spoke it. Because God sees that. The Bible says his eyes go to and fro, beholding every good and evil work. And so it was definitely eye-opening. It was sobering. And so now I'm in a place to where I realize, I'm like, dang, Lord, like this is destroying your church. And so I want to read something. Um, I'm going to read a scripture. Mm. It, 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 was, it was those questions, man, that the Lord asked me that really challenged me. Why? Why do you enjoy it when somebody falls into sin publicly? Why is it something in you is like, ooh, like you enjoy the drama. It's entertaining to you. There, there's something within you that finds this enjoyable. Why? Jesus. Galatians chapter six, verses one. Paul says, brethren, I love this because the first thing Paul even does before he, other translations say brothers, brothers. So before Paul even addresses them, he, he reminds them of who they are to each other. <laughs> Y'all are brothers, man. Y'all are family. Y'all are God's people. Y'all aren't just anybody. Y'all are brothers. Jesus. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So I want to say, I want to look deep into this verse. So when Paul said, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, that word spiritual, it translates to pneumatikos in the Greek, and it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So one of, so, oh God, so one of the mandates that was given to you through the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, one of the mandates that was given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ through the apostle Paul of you being filled with the Holy Ghost was to restore people gently who have been overtaken in a trespass. Not speaking in tongues, not prophesying, not healing the sick. And don't get me wrong, being filled with the Holy Ghost allows you to do those things. But one of the mandates that was given to you by our Lord was to restore people in a spirit of gentleness when they are overtaken in a fault. How many of us do that? 
I can't remember. And you know what? I can't remember how many times because I looked at it even before I was making this podcast. When I was like creating my notes and stuff, I was thinking, I was like, Jesus, Lord, I was out here. Prof- I was giving public prophecy on stages, man, while gossiping and slandering. I was healing the sick while gossiping and slandering. I was leading intercession while gossiping and slandering, bro. And I'm like, I'm flowing in all these gifts. People are telling me, you know what? You, you are, you, your words bless me. Do they? Because with those same words, I'm cursing people. Cursing is not simply me just saying, I declare you to fail or I declare that you'll get sick and get cancer in your body. If I slander you, I'm cursing you. And in James chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, I believe it says, um, how can blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth? There was a level of double-mindedness that I had with my mouth that the Lord needed to confront because if I'm a prophetic voice, I can sit here and prophesy to you and give you the word of the Lord, but then talk about you after? Hold on. What's going on, bro? Like I said, I'm going to be transparent and I'm I'm trying to be as open as possible and I'm trying to ex- express my experience and my what I dealt with personally. Like these are the things that I've dealt with. These are the things that I've done. And the reason why I'm saying this and I'm being open about it is because we have to call it like it is. We can't be passive. We can't be passive with confronting things that are tearing down the community that the Lord wanted to establish through his church, right? So one of the responsibilities that you have being filled with the Holy Ghost is being able to restore someone who has been taken in a fault. That is one of your responsibilities. You want to know when I really knew that the Lord was working on me? You want to know how I really knew that the spirit of God was actually residing in me? It wasn't when I spoke in tongues. It wasn't when I prophesied. It wasn't when I pulled a word of knowledge. It wasn't when I healed somebody or I gave somebody a prophetic word that I didn't know. It wasn't through none of that. It wasn't when I was able to pray for two hours or three hours without taking a breath. It, that, that was not when I had the realization that the Lord was really changing me. The Lord was changing me when... I knew the Lord was changing me when gossip was entering a conversation and I myself would shift it or I myself would begin to be grieved or I would exit the conversation or I wouldn't entertain the words because it also I also realized the Lord had to deal with me as well because there were times where I was in conversations and there was gossip and slander going on and I didn't say anything but the Lord said you still enjoyed it because I was watching it like I was I was watching it like it was a movie. If you watch something and you choose not to engage and you're just spectating, that in a sense means that you're okay with it, that you agree with it. You're not going to get in the way of stopping it, but you're looking. You're enjoying it, right? If you look at somebody, if you look at two people fighting, y'all know, y'all know how middle school was. You know y'all know how high school was, you know what I'm saying, them high school fights. But look, you had those people that they might have gotten in an argument, you know what I'm saying? Somebody got pushed into a locker, then they threw a punch. And then you had two people fighting, and what did you have? You had a crowd out there watching, laughing, while these two people are harming each other, wanting to nearly kill each other. And you got a, you got a crowd of people spectating. And some of them, they're laughing, and they're, and they're watching, 
And they're like, yeah, get them, swing that, throw them ones, boy. And then you got another group of people that are just sitting there watching. And they're not saying anything, but their eyes are wide open spectating what's going on. They're both in the same category. And then you may have that one person that says, yo, chill out. We're not doing that up in here. Like, let, let's not fight. Let's talk. Let's reason. Let's figure out why you both are mad at each other. And let's come to a conclusion that can make sure that this doesn't happen again. You see the difference? And so um, that's when I really knew God was changing me, man, was when stuff like that would happen and I would be grieved. When I would see somebody fall publicly and I would be grieved in my heart and I would say, Lord, have mercy on them. And instead of going around and telling people, yo, you saw this, you saw that, you saw that, I would pray. And what I've noticed is like, even when it comes to recognizing the deficiencies of people, it's an honor that God would even show you that. It's an honor that the Lord allows that to be exposed to you. But the problem is instead of us becoming as, instead of us fulfilling our role as priests, we want to be paparazzi. We want to take pictures. We want to put it on the news flyer. And we want to share with the world about how such and such did us wrong or how such and such didn't operate the correct way. When what we should be doing is we should be covering. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. It doesn't say excuse. It says cover, meaning when something is covered, that means it isn't revealed to anybody that just sees it or it isn't revealed to just anybody. Right. So love covers. And so that's what I'm learning is that in the body of Christ, we need to cover each other. We really need to cover each other. Um, I hope this I hope I hope this really blessed you. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I just wanted to confront it. I wanted to call it like it was, because, like I said, if we're going to grow, if we're going to mature, if we're going to actually unite as the body of Christ in the way that Jesus wants us to, we got to kill this thing, man. We got to kill this gossip. And what I love about this, what I love about this um, verse in Proverbs chapter six, uh, verses 19 in the Amplified Version, it says a false witness who breeds out lies, even half truths. So one, it's the fact that the Bible chooses to use the word breathes out lies, right? So it's like when you breathe, that's a function. Like that's literally something you cannot do until you like that's something you have to do in order to function. And it's like a false witness is the same way. Like just like you breathe in air, you breathe in and out lies. It's someone who it's what makes you who you are. You can't function without that. Right. And then and it says it breathes out lies, even half truths. Half of the truth is a lie. There's no there's no half and half. God does not like mixture. If something is not fully true, it's a lie. Point blank. So. And even with that, like you have to recognize what the truth is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So. Even if information is accurate, it could still be a lie. Why? Because of the spirit that was motivated behind it. So, for example, if I come and prophesy to you and I'm a warlock, I'm not speaking truth into your life because of the spirit that sent me. Right. So I could give you accurate information, but it still not be the truth, because if Jesus is the truth and Jesus is not in what I'm saying to you, then the truth isn't in it. Therefore, it's a lie. My God today. Ooh, this could trickle into so much, man. Um, I really hope that 
if you listen to this and you happen to participate in it, um, in gossip or slander, one, I just want to say like, there's forgiveness for you and there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But I want to challenge you and I want to provoke you to repentance. I want to ask you, I want to, I want to provoke you to ask the difficult questions. If there happens to be something, if, if, if this happens to be something that you enjoy, like, and you actually get a kick out of it, because there's people that, there's people that have that and they don't want to be honest um, some people want to be honest about it. Some people don't, but I, I look at it as you can only, you can only improve if you are honest with yourself. The Bible says that God desires truth in the inward part. So if you say less, that's exactly what I did. If you say, Lord, I enjoy gossip. There's something in my soul that tingles when we get to talking about folk. That's not good. That needs to be fixed. But God can handle that and he can fix you and he can, he can walk you through repentance if you let him, he has the power to change anybody from any sin. The blood covers it as well, but it has to be a level of, ex there has to be a level of exposure and openness that you as the individual have to say, Lord, this is an issue and it needs to be fixed. And if you don't look at it like that, the Bible says, woe unto you. There's a specific verse in Isaiah chapter five, I believe, where it says, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. What does that mean? Well, is I don't I personally, I don't believe that that's just saying if you say what's evil is good, but I believe if you demean the evil of an action that God hates, in a sense you're calling it good because you're not holding it to the standard that God is holding. If God is saying something is evil, but you're saying something is eh, woe unto you. Because you're not looking at it at the seriousness that the Lord is. So, like I said, I hope this blessed you. And I hope that um, I hope that you were challenged in this. And I hope that the Lord really confronts you and you conduct some serious self-evaluation. Because this as well is in the realm of the things that God hates just as much. Let us not tear down our brothers. Let us not tear down our sisters. Let us not spread their deficiencies all throughout the land. But let us cover them. Let us love them. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's easy. But following Jesus was never meant to be easy. There was never a promise that following the Lord would be easy. As a matter of fact, if it is easy, you're probably not following him. If your walk with Jesus is easy, you're probably not following the real Jesus because the real Jesus, he confronts the things that you like. He confronts the things that are convenient to you. He confronts the will that you designed for yourself. He confronts the plan that you laid out before you. He confronts everything in your life that is not like the kingdom and he revives it to the state of what it should have been before. Amen. So I just want to pray. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you for this opportunity to just be open and honest with you, God. I ask God that every person who is under the sound of my voice, that you would just convict them, God, but you would also show them your love, show them your mercy. And God, we even, we repent. Yes, Lord, we repent for our gossip. We repent for our slander. We repent for our jealousy, our comparison. We repent, Lord, 
And God, we just ask that in any deficiency of our soul, in any level of insecurity, Lord, I thank you that you give us confidence. You give us boldness. You give us understanding. And you give us the ability to love, to cover, to restore. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. In Jesus' mighty name. Also, I want to also, I'm sorry. I know I just prayed, but I want to say one more thing. In that verse, Galatians chapter 6, where it says, you who are spiritual, restore them gently. The word restore, I don't know the specific translation in the Greek, but it means to put back together what was broken. So what this scripture insinuates that, what your, what your scripture, in, what the scripture insinuates is, if there is somebody that you see is overtaken in a fault, there was brokenness there. They were broken. They weren't fixed. They weren't where they needed to be. Does that mean we excuse their faultiness? No. But it's it's recognizing where they were and speaking and dealing with them from that place of brokenness. You can't repair something that's fixed. You can't restore something that is fixed, right? That means that there was a level of brokenness. And so the Bible says God is near and dear to those that are brokenhearted, that are broken with a contrite spirit. So I just wanted to say that as well. But I hope this blessed you and I hope you were challenged. I hope you were provoked. So I will see you all on the next podcast. Love y'all. Peace. What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.